with everything in life, I think there has to be some foundations that you set in place, right? Yeah. And one of the things I noticed with most people's profile is it reads very much like a resume, right? Mm -hmm. You look at it and there's actually an area on LinkedIn called the experience section. And that's what should read like a resume. You're about summary, right? Yours, Eric, it should be about you. Yeah. Right. Because you're the human behind the profile and people need context into who the heck you are, a little bit of your story, your journey, right? And then start talking about the business stuff because all that stuff happened prior to you being who you are today, right? Yeah. And, and so that's what I coach people in my program is it's like, listen, you know, tell as much of your story as you want to tell. Like, don't just, I don't want to ever force anyone to overshare, but whatever you're comfortable with, like there, if there's some things that you've been through, you've got to share that stuff. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery, and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massages, the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. Jordan, you're the founder and CEO of Blaze Your Own Trail Consulting, your speaker, coach, host of Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. Much more, man. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, it's an honor to be here. Anytime I can share my story and in the hopes to inspire other people, I'm all about that, man. So I love it. Looking dude. forward to it. You know, we kind of chatted before we, we flipped on the recording there, but um, let's go back, man. Where'd you grow up? What was travel like for you? Yeah, so I grew up in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon. And the part of town I grew up in was actually in North Portland, uh, part of town called St. John's. It's yeah. uh, known for a place called uh, Cathedral Park, which is the bottom of the St. John's Bridge, which is this beautiful uh, bridge that was uh, developed in the, the 1800s. And, uh, you know, grew up super poor, you know, it <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, exciting to, to grow up that way, you know, food stamps and uh, free lunches and having siblings and, and then also, you know, our, our mom we grew up with actually had one lung so uh, you know, she dealt with a lot of adversity and, you know, seeing a woman like that, you know, in hindsight, as you, you get older, you look back and you remember those situations. There, there's a few foundational things that I think I took away from being a kid. And for one, that was, you know, I learned about change, right? Early and often when you're, when you're kind of moving from one place to the next and 14 moves from birth to 14. I mean, you, you learn that, for you, change is easy, you know, and I, I kind of picked that up as I grew up and I was like, man, I, it's weird. I have a job that I travel all around the country and I'm okay with it, you know, <laughs> right. Totally. So you kind of put those things together. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, cause I was used to it. Change was a normal thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I, I think back to, you know, pivotal moments when you're a kid, I, I played sports. I did soccer and baseball for 12 years and I actually enjoyed the fundraising more than I liked the sports okay. <laughs> because I, I enjoyed going out and talking to people. And I think I, I learned that hustle early on being a kid that really didn't have money. It was like, all right, if I want candy, 
what am I going to go do and get it? So I would literally go knock on people's doors and ask for their cans because in the state of Oregon, you get five cents deposit. So I'd literally go and collect cans, you know, and make up some type of story and get these cans and go buy candy, right? You had to figure it out. So I think for me, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, my mom said that, you know, when I was basically born and just hadn't stopped talking since, you know, (laughs) one of those type of people that's super extroverted. So, uh, but you know, developing those skills at an early age, uh, and we can get into kind of some of those pivotal moments and stories uh, here in a minute. Yeah. I mean, while doing that, like, was there an entrepreneurial person involved in your life or someone that spoke to you or talked to you about being an entrepreneur, or that was just some kind of instinct that you just had upon you? Yeah, I, di- I didn't really meet uh, my first, I guess, influencer in my life that was an entrepreneur until I was 12. And that was when I met my dad for the first time. Wow. So, so my dad's, my dad's from the Philippines and he, uh, you know, was born in like Northern Philippines in the, the, the rice paddies and, you know, in the fields and stuff like that. So I had kind of a, a tough childhood, like started working in the rice fields at seven, wow. you know, and he, you know, grew up and joined the military and then became a seaman and traveled the world painting ships. And then, uh, and then he jumped ship in the eighties and came to the U S to, you know, for that American dream. And he's actually had a landscaping company ever since. Like he worked for a company a couple of years and has had a business for over 40 years. But, you know, when I met him, uh, that's when I was like, wow, like this is somebody that started from nothing, you know, came from another country and he's really built this business. So I learned a lot of like values, like how to work hard, you know, making sure that you treat your customers right. I remember as even as a kid, you know, he would he wouldn't really do a whole lot of work. He more would manage his team, but he would be really, really good. Even though his English wasn't that great, he would always make sure he talked to the customers and would smile. And, you know, I just remember him being so cordial. I was like, you know, the value of that showed me why he didn't spend a dime on marketing. He still hasn't. And he's has clients, right? He still has just a business card that's black and white, you know, he doesn't have yeah. a website, but you know, that's what happens though, when you treat people, right. So I learned some of those, you know, values in that part of entrepreneurship from, from him, for me, it was just kind of the hustle. You know, I, um, my great grandmother would buy me, you know, baseball cards on QVC or home shopping network. And <laughs> I would take them and go flip them at, at sports card shows when I was a kid. So did that, you know, um, you can see the Ken Griffey, uh, behind me back there, but that's, yeah. you know, an iconic card from, from the eighties. So, you know, I think I had, you know, this sense of entrepreneurship as a kid, I just didn't know what I was going to turn that into, you know? I love that, man. My, my son's eight and he's just getting into baseball cards and I'm a big Nolan Ryan fan. So I grew up just, I would flip cards and go get Nolan Ryan cards, you yep. know, like, you know, and, and those so are good, have, those were good cards back then too. Yeah. Yeah. I probably have, I don't know, 200 Nolan Ryan cards. That's all I have left. I got rid of all my other collection. But one time my son gets this pack of cards like in a cereal box or something like that. And he rips it open and there's five cards in there. And one of them is a Nolan Ryan. I'm like, what the heck, dude? How did you get this? Right. So wow. I happen to flip through my collection. I have one Ken Griffey Jr. card left in there. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to trade this card for you. So I gave him a Griffey card and I got the Nolan Ryan. And, and now we're all happy. But it was just a fun like <laughs> conversation of flipping cards. You know, my son really or, and he's pumped about Ken Griffey. He's got Ken Griffey plaque on his wall and stuff like that, too. I was, I was doing research. So one of the things that kind of um, piqued my interest was you when you started creating content on LinkedIn, it was a few years back, but it like quickly grew to like 20,000 followers. And I know this yeah. is one of the strategies that you talk about in your 12 week program, but what is something that folks are not doing enough on LinkedIn that they should be doing? 
Yeah. Well, I think just with, with everything in life, I think there has to be some foundations that you set in place. Right. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed with most people's profile is it reads very much like a resume, right? Mm -hmm. You look at it and there's actually an area on LinkedIn called the experience section. And that's what should read like a resume. Your about summary, right? Yours, Eric, it should be about you. Yeah. Right. Because you're the human behind the profile and people need context into who the heck you are, a little bit of your story, your journey, right? And then start talking about the business stuff because all that stuff happened prior to you being who you are today, right? Yeah. And, and so that's what I coach people in my program is it's like, listen, you know, tell as much of your story as you want to tell. Like, don't just, I don't want to ever force anyone to overshare, but whatever you're comfortable with, like there, if there's some things that you've been through, you've got to share that stuff. Yeah. Because who are we speaking to, Eric? Humans. Yeah, humans, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> we're speaking exactly. to humans, yeah, right? Totally. So we've yeah. we've got to show people that we're also a human. And so if you look, have read my profile, you see I I I kick it off with a bang. It's like, listen, you know, growing up with a mom that had one lung taught me a lot about what real adversity was, you know. Like yeah. I seen this woman suffer and go to the hospital and have to use oxygen and then you find out she's allergic to birds that she was never allergic to. And that got a real sick, you know, so all wow. these, these things that I, that I saw her go through, it made all of my adversity experiences, you know, uh, being stung by 53 bees in fourth grade, that sucked, oh my gosh, you know? dude. but you know, I saw what my mom went through. So I kind of took it like a champ. And uh, when I was 12, I was, you know, falsely arrested and beaten by police and had bruised ribs and wrists. And that was a terrible situation, but I got through it. And I also chose the path of empathy because I learned that from my mom. And I learned that from a great grandmother that I saw, you know, get cancer and then experience dementia. So I got to kind of experience these tough situations at an early age. And I think they really helped prepare me, but they 100% percent uh shape the person that i am today yeah oh man you know i it i love ed Milet, and one of the things that caught my attention when i first came across him was that that thing that he says and i think tony robbins the same thing is life happens for us not to us yeah. and man that that is so true and in my situation your situation man everybody just everything that we're going through man uh it's it's meant for a purpose on you know and some things are worse than others that we have to go through unfortunately you know but uh Man, and, so and it doesn't happen right away, right? We don't right. realize this stuff right away. For me, it was like uh, the first time I, I was speaking at an event and I shared my mom's story. Like that was very kind of awakening for me. And it realized that, you know, for one, I needed to share her story because it helped me realize I had one of my own. Mm. You know, it helped me realize that, wow, like what if I shared these pivotal moments that I'd been through? Maybe someone could get inspired by that and say, maybe I could do it, yeah. you know? And so, so sharing hers helped me start to share mine and, and man, it's a powerful thing when you, you get to that place where you're comfortable, yes. you know, where you're comfortable of, of sharing in the hopes that someone will see that and say, wow, maybe, maybe I can look through a different lens, you know? Right. Oh man. It's so, so true. I, I'm 42 at the end of this week here. But I didn't share my story till I was 39 years old. I just held on to like my craziness of household that I grew up in, man. And but I once I I don't know why, but at 39 years old, I started to share it and decided that I wanted to try to make an impact with it. And man, that opened up so many doors. And I've started receiving messages from people going, Man, oh my gosh, I went through something similar. And man, I love that. If we can get comfortable sharing our story, we can just make a huge impact. 
and that's and that's the first step right that that yeah. is that is the tip too folks so if yep. you're watching this or you're listening to this that's the tip on linkedin it's you know really look at your profile and and yeah. read your about summary and say am i sharing me <laughs> or am yeah. i sharing the corporate version of me right or the wow. the pinned up version of me right yeah. am i actually letting people in and giving them context into who i am that's the first question I would ask yourself, right? And of course, you, you got to optimize your headline, right? We, we know that that's, that's got to be dialed in because we're trying to get love from the keywords and, and making sure that when people read it, they know who, what the heck we do, right? So yep. that's important. Uh, a good picture is important. A good banner image is important that has maybe a call to action or a little bit of branding, things like that. Those are all also important. And then finally, if we're talking about you know your profile, You've got to have a call to action right in your about summary and then, you know, point them somewhere. So what do you want them to do next? And that's one thing I see that's missed often. You know, we, there's a, they actually have a whole section called featured section. And if used correctly, you could use a written call to action and point them there. Mm. Right. So for example, Eric, you know, you're a marketing guy, right? If that's your lead magnet, if that's your one-stop shop, you want people to go, tell them to go there, put a place for them to go. And then they get there. Right. And you can see how that traffic is going to be converting. So those are just, you know, those are some tips for, uh, you know, really getting started. And then yeah. from there, it goes into content strategy. What does that look like for you in your business or your show or your, you know, your book launch or whatever it is. So, right. You know, one of the uh, podcasts that I actually heard you on another podcast, you talked about this thing. It was so good. I had to ask you about it, but you talked about how do you build your tribe? Like, yep. how do you build your tribe, man? Yeah, for me it was showing up. Yeah, yeah. That's the first step. You know, you've got to show up and and you know, what's funny is I was afraid to show up. I was afraid to post that first video content, you know, where I was speaking. Like I didn't think I was worthy. You know, who who's going to listen to Jordan? Like why why would they freaking, you know, play this 2-minute video and listen to me? So I had to actually yeah. get over myself. You know, right. I had to get over myself in order to start showing up. So, but, but showing up is the first step, right? Because your audience is going to tell you what they like, you know, but they're, they're not going to engage if you don't ask questions. Right. So I made that a big point in content. You know, I, I want to give value. That was my goal. I want to teach you something, little things that you could take away and it will make your day better. Like I'm a very optimistic and positive person. I want to put, you know, positive things out to the world. So that was always my goal. So it's, you know, how do I get somebody to learn? And what question can I ask? What kind of open-ended question? Because that's going to elicit a response. Can I ask that's going to get them to engage, mm -hmm. right? And then I made a big point on making sure that if anybody commented, you better believe I was going to reply. Yes. Why? Because that's called community management. That's how you <laughs> totally. manage and build that tribe. Because I'll tell you this, if you post and ghost, which is post and then disappear for a couple hours. If you come back and there's no one there, it, there there's a good reason, you know, because totally. you literally didn't <laughs> engage with the people that took the time out of their day. Cause let's face it, folks, it takes time to do this, mm -hmm. right. To, to put, drop that comment, to drop that, that like. So if you want people to engage, you've got to, you've got to engage as well. I'm so big on that, man. Every comment, every DM, I'm all about responding to that. 
uh, unless it's some spammer guy, right? But nine out of 10 times, I'm responding as quickly as I can. Obviously, I work a full-time job still on top of doing my podcast, but man, I'm jumping over real quick and responding. Thank you so much, man. Or hey, man, thank you. Hope you have a great day. Love that, dude. So important to engage with those folks that are in taking time into their day to just, you know, make a comment or DM you or anything like that, man. I want to talk about your other your your new project, man. It's the Spark program, which this seems yeah. like an amazing offer. Seems like an amazing program. First, for folks who don't know, what is Spark, and, and what are folks getting out of this when they work with you on that? Yeah, it's it's funny to hear it called Spark because uh, you know when I when I created it last year, it was you know a word document with a bunch of stuff written on it. You know <laughs> totally, what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So so I, I love that that the fact that it now has its own brand. It's a, it's a program. It, it looks good. It's polished, but I want everyone to know how it started because I think that's important that you have yep. context. And so the way it started is is before I actually jumped out, you know, January 15th was my last day in corporate America of 2021. Okay. And Come so I've, I launched the business. Then I had to, if you could see behind me, it says blaze your own trail. That's an Eagle that left the cage. It's a, a metaphor and a story. One of my coworkers said, he said, you know, it's time, it's time. You're the Eagle that, that needs to leave the cage and blaze your own trail. So it was pretty cool to get that from some old, old coworkers, but I'd been helping clients uh, on the side one-on-one -on -one calls. And I started to see this pattern, Eric, where Everybody needed uh, help with their calendar system. Like people had it, they didn't know how to brand it right. They didn't know how to, um, you know, pre-qualify people before the call. How to actually even monetize, even the Calendly. They didn't know how to do any of that. And I, I kept getting people that needed help with that. So, so I would help them one on one. And then I would get people that said, "Hey, I need help with this link tree thing. I see you have a link tree. How do I set this up?" So I would help them get that set up. And then they would ask me about you know, creating offers. And, you know, there was all these things. And I was like, you know what, people are asking me about this so much that this needs to be its own thing. I need to package this together. And so I created an offer. It was a thousand dollars and it included, you know, four calls. It helped them set up their link tree, uh, their calendar system, um, you know, did social media bio audits, you know, really show them how they can monetize their brand in a, in a more efficient way, but also look at the data and analytics from behind this. Right. And so um, I was, you know, I, I was doing it and I was like, man, this thing's flying off the shelf. You know, like seven people did it at a thousand dollars. And I was like, wow, I'm, I don't think this is priced right. I need to up the price here. So I upped the price and it kept converting at two thousand. And I said, you know what? I think this can be even better. How much time am I spending with each of these clients? It's four hours. Hmm. What if I could remove myself from the equation? Not completely, but maybe where I'm spending maybe an hour and I've got a team member doing onboarding and I've got, uh, you know, bigger and better systems that we can help them build. And what if it could live on a CRM that could actually help them run their business more efficiently and had email marketing and course building. So, you know, I was like, what, what if, what if, what if, right. And when we start asking bigger questions, uh, we start getting bigger answers if you start taking action. That's one thing that I've I've noticed in my journey. And so I started asking questions and I actually connected with a buddy of mine that we hadn't talked in about six months. And we were literally, I kid you not, Eric, we were literally had this almost the same identical offer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> almost the same identical offer. The only difference was his was sitting on top of his CRM and mine was living, living on its own. Hmm. And so I actually joined forces with him and said, listen, I would love to like use your platform for my clients 
and you know build this offer for you and and so how do we join together right collaboration over competition how can we join forces to make this even better and we both are benefiting right mm -hmm. you're getting users for your platform i'm getting you know clients that actually have a better system to go through like it's a five-step process now and you know so I, I partnered with a buddy of mine and we collaborated on on building the program come on and and today um you know when i look at it now and when I, i'm very proud of you know how it looks and and i'm very proud of the people that are going through it and that are you know their brands are going to be changed because of it you know because it's 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 really designed to get those foundational components in order, you know, so like these, this is really for people, Eric, like you've, maybe you've got a website, but it's not converting, you know, you've got a landing page, maybe you've uh, got a calendar system, but you just want them even more dialed in, but you want them sitting on something that you can measure all of the interactions and all the data that's coming through, right? Um, if that's you, if you're more scattered and you just want to get things more organized and dialed in, and more optimized, then it's the perfect program, you know, and right. it's, and it really is like, I look at it like the first program I would want any client of mine to go through before they even took my coaching program. Like it's that foundational to have, right. you know, because if you can have these foundations in order, and then you go start doing a bunch of content, now you're putting people through this, your funnel, and then you can start doing, you know, split testing, you can start seeing what's working, right. And, and what's converting, what's not. And so, I'm big, big, big on foundations first. Man, so good, dude. Question for you. When you decided to leave corporate America, that's obviously scary for a lot of people, but what was that feeling like for you? Was it relief or was it like, oh crap, now I've, I've got to start taking some massive action? Man, you know, it's it's funny because uh, I had started doing the side hustle thing in 2017. Okay. Know? So, and, yeah. and, it, and the first iteration of it wasn't... Um, teaching people how to do marketing. It wasn't teaching people how to convert sales. It was actually the leadership side of things. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, you know, in 2016, I got certified in Myers-Briggs and I, I got certified because I was going to teach a leadership program. And I ended up teaching that program for three years. It rotated from Atlanta to DC, you know, put 15 people through it a year, got to coach 15 people a year. And I was like, man, like it's so impactful to, teach people things, coach them, and then see the transformation. You mm. know, people were saying their lives were changed, their relationship with their spouse was better, all these things. And I was like, man, like, I don't want to just have this impact here. Like, I want to have it outside of these walls of corporate America. So I started doing consulting for MBTI on the side. And, you know, the first client I got was actually my church. And I put 32 staff members through this you know, assessment. And it was so cool to be able to see these people that have known each other for years, looking around like they didn't know each other, you know, right. because, because they're like, wow, like, and some of them having these epiphanies, like, wow, it's, you're not a knucklehead. It's just because you're wired this way. Like, maybe I need to have a little bit of grace, you know, but being able to see those epiphanies, it, it really kind of sparked something in me, but like all good things, like, uh, it just, it, it died down after a little bit, you know, I had this energy of this inertia and then it kind of died down. And then the pot, I started listening to podcasts and, and then got active on LinkedIn and that kind of re-sparked the professional development journey from there. Oh, gotcha. I mean, in, in your podcast, it's an amazing podcast. People need to be listening to it. It's blazer own trail podcast. You've had people like Heather Monahan, Steve Sims, Jeff Lopes, 
two of those three have been on my show. I'm trying to get Heather on the show next. Uh, but, uh, you know, when did you start your podcast and how much of an impact did having that podcast have on your business? Oh, man, it's it's funny because uh, I actually had a podcast before Blaze Your Own Trail that had, I think, two episodes. No one's heard them but me, probably. Okay. And, and I loved it to share that because it, it was a failure, but yeah. it failed because I didn't have clarity. I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't have my purpose, right? I didn't have any of that dialed in. And so when I launched Blaze Your Own Trail, you know, I had done it and I'd started creating this content. I started building this audience. I think I just hit 20,000 followers on LinkedIn, like when I launched and, you know, that inspired me. It was like, you know what? I, I want to be able to share other people's stories with the world. I have this platform now. Yeah. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to do something positive, right? Or, or, or negative. And it was like, I want to, I want to see how I can actually give people the ability to sit in on a conversation that I'm having with someone and learn about everything they've got to, to get to where they are today. Yeah. That was it. You know? So for, and for me, it was, it was also like, I wanted to learn too, you know, and I feel like we're about to hit um, our second anniversary on January 1st, you know, which is super exciting. You know, we've released 80 episodes about to launch season uh, four here. Um, almost at a hundred episodes recorded. Um and, you know, it's been such a rewarding journey. And then from the, you asked about the business and yeah, it's, it's definitely added value there. I've had guests that have turned into clients and organically just in conversation, right. It made sense. Right. They were, they needed what I had. And sometimes I've turned into their clients, you know, and, and just the community of podcasting, as you know, Eric, it's, it's such a amazing and positive community. Everyone yeah. is on their own journey, whether you're on episode one or 101, we're all going through it. You know, we're all dealing with, you know, and, and I know you're a family guy as well. Like me and my wife have five kids, you know, we were, we're here raising a family. And so yeah. you've got to budget time. You've got to collab, you know, partner and, you know, figure out how to kind of manage the chaos, but I, I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I kind of thrive in the chaos, but I think a lot of that stemmed from, you know, the way that I, I grew up and, uh, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to be honest. Yeah. Oh man. I love podcasting, man. And I'm the same way. Like I'm all, I'm fast with people's stories. And you know, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I was in a walk-in closet for almost my first hundred episodes. Didn't look in the camera, didn't have lights or anything like that, you know, man. And here we are probably almost 360 episodes in combined between my two shows, man. And love you know, it. uh, it's just, you gotta be consistent with it, with podcast, yeah. man, if you want to make it happen. But one of the things I wanted to ask you is what are you most excited about for, for 2022, man? Yeah, so I'm super excited. I don't I don't know if this project is launching uh, this in 21 or 22. So if it's 22, I'm, this is what I'm excited about. But I'm I'm actually doing a book collaboration with a buddy of mine, uh, Ruben Alvarez. Um, yeah. I think you I think you know Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a book called uh, Brand Sharks, and yep. I'm one of the uh, authors involved in it. So it's super exciting to be able to kind of get a bigger part of my, my story out there and, um, and some tips and, and things like that out to the world, you know, so being able to collaborate with some other uh, great people that have great businesses and stories. And, you know, we're all out here to, to try to, you know, make the world a better place. Yep. Oh, so good, dude. Yeah. Ruben's such a great guy. Last question. I, I'm a big music guy. So I'll ask the question, like, what's a favorite band for you? Or for, do you have a favorite type of music you like to listen to? Oh man. So I'm, I'm a big, uh, hip hop guy, but you know, like, um, 90s hip-hop something i was real big into when i was 14 i got my first sales job and it was 
you know, selling newspaper subscriptions door to door. And there were two really cool perks. One of them was they gave us free Burger King every night. (laughs) <laughs> got the free milkshake, right? Got the Burger King in. That's awesome. And then uh, we got paid cash every night. So we would literally have the distributor uh, bring us over a Tower Records and my money was gone, bro. Like I would yeah. get the Outcast CDs, you know, <laughs> Selly Cell, you know, Too Short, you know, so, some of that uh, mid 90s stuff. So that was my biggest downfall. When I moved to Seattle, Washington, like I, lived across the street from tower records so every time i'd get home <laughs> man like, that place was just uh impulse aisle right you totally. know, everything was just impulsing you to buy it in there my, my weekly payday routine was go get a six pack of beer and then walk to tower records and grab like five cds like that's where all my money went every single week man <laughs> so good dude thank you so much jordan for taking time of your day man yeah. it's truly an honor to have you on man you've dropped so many awesome knowledge bombs on this episode people are going to be connected with that man Thank you so much, man. I appreciate, hey, appreciate it. it. It was it was a pleasure coming on, man. And I love everything that you're up to. I mean, uh, folks, this guy has two shows, so let's give let's give him kudos for that. You know, I, I can barely keep one together. This guy's doing two shows, so so keep up the great work, man. Oh, thank you so much, thank man. You so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to EricAllenMedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites you can go check out. Some secret websites in there as well for you. But listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM, happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.